really hard not to tell you all to stand all the time. I keep thinking, oh, now it's time for them to stand. No, no, stay seated. The gospel according to Mark chapter 14. They went to a place called Gethsemane and Jesus said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. He took with him Peter and James and John and began to be distressed and agitated. And Jesus said to them, I am deeply grieved even to death. Remain here and keep awake. And going a little further, Jesus threw himself on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. He said, Abba, Father, for you all things are possible. Remove this cup from me. Yet, not what I want, but you want. He came and found them sleeping. And Jesus said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Could you not keep awake one hour? Keep awake and pray that you may not come into the time of trial. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And again, Jesus went away and prayed, saying the same words. And once more he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were very heavy, and they did not know what to say to him. Jesus came a third time and said to them, Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? Enough. The hour has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Friday night, some of you who are my Facebook friends saw pictures. Uh, my family and I went camping. Greg and I haven't gone camping since Hadley was born, and we weren't really sure what to expect trying to do that with a toddler. We knew that it would not be an entirely relaxing adventure as camping has been in the past for us, but we wanted to try. So we went down to Paradise Point Park in Ridgefield, less than an hour from home, less than 10 minutes to Walmart, which I discovered because we got there and having not actually opened up our tent in two years, we didn't realize that the sticks had broken. And so within five minutes, we realized if we wanted to actually camp, we were going to need to go and get a new tent. We were also desperately trying to get Hadley down for a nap because it was way past usual nap time. And so I'm like, okay, where's the nearest place? Oh, great. It's 10 minutes away. Thank God. So as I was on my little mini trip, I came back and we quickly set up our tent and Hadley, who, if you've talked to her at all this morning about camping, she will tell you, was very excited to sleep in the tent. She couldn't wait. It was the most exciting thing for her. And so we all climbed into the tent and she said, okay, we nap, we nap. I'm so tired, really tired. And we said, okay, okay. So we closed our eyes for a moment and suddenly there's these little hands trying to open our eyes up. And we're like, what are you doing? And she goes, we wake up now? And we're like, no, no, we're still trying to sleep. I thought you were tired. She goes, yeah, me tired, me tired. And so we said, well, do you want to maybe have us leave you in here and you can have some quiet rest time? And she goes, no, no, no. So after about 15, 20 minutes of that, we realized it was not going to happen. So we're like, well, you know, we'll skip nap today. That can't be too bad, right? Skipping a nap for a toddler. It's not going to ruin everything. And so we went for a hike. We played at the river. Hadley, we literally played a game of red light, green light, where she just ran and ran and ran. And so I thought, okay, we are now about an hour after our usual bedtime for Hadley. She's still up, but we ask her, are you tired? And she says, yeah, me tired, me 
tired. And we're like, okay, do you want to go sleep in the tent? And she goes, yeah, sleep in tent, sleep in tent. And we're like, okay, let's go do that. And she goes, no, you sleep too. So we tried, we laid down and pretty quickly after we read through all of the stories that we had and we tried to sing and pray and do all the things that we normally do for bedtime, we realized that if we wanted to sit around the fire and enjoy the evening at all, we were not going to be able to do that while trying to get Hadley to sleep. So we said, okay, you know, what's the worst thing that can happen if you just stay up a little bit longer? And so we sat around the fire and we made marshmallows and we played Trivial Pursuit. And I was trying to like coax Hadley into my lap because I was hoping maybe that would help her to fall asleep because she's not going to fall asleep. You can see her little pink camping chair. I don't want her falling asleep in that because she falls out of it just trying to sit. So eventually I get her into my lap and I try to cradle her and she goes, no nap, no nap, just sit. And I'm like, okay, okay, whatever you say. So we're sitting around the, the campfire and we kind of have a lull in our trivial pursuit. And there was just something about that moment. And so I found myself really wanting to sing an old campfire song. And so I started singing to Hadley and singing Kumbaya, which I haven't sung in a really long time. But it was so nice just to watch the fire and hold my little child and feel the wind and the breeze around us and see the trees and a few of the stars. We're still pretty close to Portland down in Ridgefield, so it wasn't a ton of stars, but a few stars. And so I just kept singing, Kumbaya, my Lord, Kumbaya. And I sang all the verses that I knew and I made up a few. So, you know, there's someone's laughing, Lord, someone's crying, Lord, someone's praying. Um, I had three people who were, you know, someone's sleeping, Lord, someone's tired, Lord. All of the ways in which we try to convince little ones to sleep. But what I found is that that moment was so prayerful and so peaceful that eventually Hadley did fall asleep in my arms and it was such a wonderful moment to just be there together. And with the words of that old spiritual, it was like we were praying, come by here, my Lord, come by here. All of our readings today for our worship are themed around gardens or rivers or outside, around the places where God's creation can speak to us. Mostly it's because we're outside, obviously. It's our church picnic and outside worship, and we'll be dedicating our memorial garden today. But it was also because we always kind of need those reminders of those places and those moments where God's presence feels near, and that's not always the places we expect. Sometimes we expect that presence, we hope for and expect that presence in a church sanctuary, but we don't always think about it just outside together in a different space. In Isaiah, it is a metaphorical garden of God's people that Isaiah speaks of, and he calls them to loose the bonds of injustice, to let the oppressed go free, to share bread with the hungry, that in those places and those moments where those things are happening, God's presence is near, and we can say, come by here, my Lord. Isaiah tells us that in moments and places like this, the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your needs in parched places and make your bones strong, and you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters never fail. And that water that nourishes us comes from another metaphorical garden one with the rivers of the water of life, with the tree of life, Jesus. 
our Revelation text reminds us again of gardens of life, of fruit and hope. In places and moments where God's kingdom feels close, where Jesus' river of the water of life pours out towards us, producing fruit, fruit like love and joy and peace and forbearance and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. In those moments and places where the fruits of the Spirit grow, God's presence is near. Come by here, my Lord. And then in our gospel text, which is one of my all-time favorite readings from Mark, Jesus goes to Gethsemane, a garden, to pray. A real garden where Jesus is seeking God's voice, God's presence, God's answer for his own struggle. Like in so many moments in our lives, those who are close to Jesus don't know what to say to him as they see his grief and his fear, but it's in that garden that Jesus is able to pray. In that garden, Jesus is able to name his fears and his worries and his hurts. In that garden that Jesus finds God's will for him and for the entire world. Come by here, my Lord. Sometimes it's hard to answer God's calling to us, to be like watered gardens, to grow fruits of the Spirit, Often we struggle to answer God's calling to us to act against injustice, to care for those in need. Sometimes we struggle to feel God watering us, to feel God nourishing us. We struggle to find the strength, the courage, the promise that God gives to us. But for all our struggles, for every moment we find ourselves desperate for God's presence, for every place where we recognize God's creation, for every time we fail to produce the good fruit that God's tending should have produced in us, Jesus still goes to that garden to pray. Jesus still throws himself on the earth and lifts up his words to God, and Jesus still goes to the cross for you and for me, for all of creation. Jesus goes to the cross to pour out the river of the water of life over each and every one of us, to nourish us, to fill us, to make us strong, to build us up for the moments and places where God's presence are needed, so that we can share that love, that joy, that peace, all of those fruits of Jesus' grace with the world around us, so that we too can find ourselves in creation, surrounded by the world that God has made in prayer, in strength, in hope, in God's presence. Come by here, my Lord. Come by here. And I know it might be cheesy, and you might not have sang the song in a while, but I hope you'll join me as we finish our message for today, as we experience God's presence out here in the midst of creation. I hope you'll join me in singing this prayer. Someone's laughing. Someone's laughing, Lord. Kumbaya. Someone's 
Someone's crying. Someone's praying. Someone's praying, my Lord. Kumbaya. Someone's praying, my Lord. Kumbaya. Someone's praying, my Lord. Kumbaya. Someone's singing. Amen.